0: On the night he had appointed his last among the living, Dr. Ben Givens did not dream, for his sleep was restless and visited by phantoms. They spoke of his wife, now dead, and of his daughter, of silent canyons where he had hunted birds, of august peaks he had once ascended, and of vineyards in the foothills of the Apennines. They spoke of cherry trees on river slopes, and of pear blossoms in May sunlight. Now, against his window, a vast Seattle rain fell ceaselessly, the din of its beating in harmony with his insomnia. Dr. Givens shrugged off his past to devote himself to the rain's steady cadence and lay tormented by the unassailable fact that he was dying of colon cancer. Three hours before first light, wide awake and in defeat, he turned on his lamp put his feet on the floor and felt the pain bearing down in his side that plagued him through all his waking hours. Ben Givens put his fingers against it and began the insistent, delicate caress that had of late become his habit. He plucked his glasses from the side table, then shuffled to the bathroom and waited with bitter, desolate impatience for the muscles of his pelvic region to recollect how to pass night water. Ben Givens was a heart surgeon, retired. He had been admired by other doctors for his precision, his endurance, his powers of concentration, and his grace. A restrained, particular man, at seventy three he had a thick chest and broad shoulders, though the muscles in his limbs had gone soft. Since youth he'd climbed mountains and hiked many miles in all seasons. These past nineteen months, since his wife died, He'd returned to a haunting autumn pastime. He'd hunted birds to shoot on the wing, for the first time since he was a teenager. This was a pursuit that stole his soul shortly after Rachel's death. His face was weathered and furrowed, his eyes two dark shields, and he walked a bit gingerly, with a bow-legged gait, to keep the weight from his instep. He was so tall that without thinking he ducked his head to pass through doorways— His patients had admired his hands, precise, large, and powerful. Dr. Givens had believed fervently in medicine and deferred only grudgingly to its limitations. He had not readily accepted defeat and had struggled with the weaknesses of his patients' hearts as if those weaknesses were an affront to him personally. Now he'd been told, it was the dark logic of the world, that he had— months to live, no more. He knew that nothing could stop his death, saw how his last months would be, the suffering, the meaningless trajectory his life would take into a meaningless grave. Better to end it now, swiftly, cleanly. Ben went out to let his dogs in the house, There were roses growing beside their kennel, summer damasks his wife had planted. The dogs were awake, the wizened Tristan staring at him, where he stood with an umbrella tightly over his head, the two-year-old Rex leaping high against the wire mesh. When Ben swung the gate wide, the young dog leaped and clutched him maniacally, then ran unbounded out into the rain, leaped at nothing, and returned. They were brown-and-white Britonies, both broad and strong in the hind quarters. Ben fed the dogs in the kitchen. He poured prune juice—constipation was one of his symptoms—then attended to breakfast. There was a protocol to the day that would be pleasurable to follow, in spite of everything. The dogs lay easily at his feet while he ate. Both rose at the moment he did and followed him soberly into the bedroom— where he took his gun case from the corner of the closet and slid his shotgun free. It had once been his father's, the Winchester 21 side-by-side. His father took him when he was eight years old to shoot mourning doves at the edge.